Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Be good to your customers with BG. The Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast is your source for automotive industry leaders, innovators, and top performers, providing you with the latest ideas, technology, customer trends, and performance improvement strategies. And now, here's Ted Ings. Steve Apicella is the CEO at Strategic DX, your dealer experience, and it is a rare time that we've caught him not in the field, but actually in the office in between dealer visits. Steve, welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thanks, Ted. I appreciate being here. Steve, um, your company, Strategic DX, is really setting the world on fire. You're in so many thousands of dealerships, and I think you've really honed in on a message that up until now, um, we haven't heard a whole lot about because there's been a lot of talk, as you and I have discussed in the recent past, about uh, digital retailing and getting the customer in to make that first transaction or to get them in to make that first service appointment or to get them in for a, a scheduled service. But really, that's just the beginning of the process. And there's a whole lot that happens or should be happening that your company is addressing for dealers right now in that space in the life cycle of the customer. So we're honored to have you here, Steve. And uh, congratulations on the success that your company's having. Thank you very much. Um, let's talk a little bit about that, if that's okay with you today. Uh, yeah. Your platform, and that's what it is, your dealer experience, exists to democratize the dealer-customer digital engagement after the vehicle sale, after that customer has made the purchase. And why is that particularly important right now, today? You know, I'm really passionate about this, Ted, and I know you are too, is, you know, when you take a look at the automotive retailing industry, rhetorically, one can ask, what is the mission? Is it to only sell a car or to also earn a reoccurring customer? And I know the latter is true, but right now our industry is brilliant at selling something and really, really poor at retaining the customer thereafter. And there's so much to be gained by really retaining them. And even with the advancement, the, the good advancement, I'm an advocate for it of digital retailing, uh, that associated digital experience abruptly ends before the sale. So the question is, is that where the dealer customer digital engagement should end or just begin? And, you know, there's so much, you know, when we take a look at the innovations and the, the people that are promoting these innovations, which, again, I'm, I'm an advocate for, with uh, statistically where we're at as an industry, there's a lot of room to grow. And especially with the threat of the 100% online only retailer uh, that's just selling cars, should the dealer's unique ability to also locally service their customer be amplified as part of that? sales mission and part of that life cycle mission or should it be missed like it currently is customers buy cars and overwhelmingly the ones that do don't like the car buying process and most of the customers that do buy never return back to their dealer and I don't think anybody's happy with that and I don't think refining the current processes is the only way now even as a digital transformation contributor I'm not telling a dealer to abandon all of its analog processes that work. Quite the contrary. Keep those. But we have to figure out why we're so disconnected from today's customer. A lot of that has to do with 
you know, are we connecting with a customer on their smartphone today before and after the sale? And is that two separate missions to acquire a customer, retain a customer, or should it be one? You know, this morning uh, in the keynote, Glenn Lendy talked a little bit about Carvana and that that one-time experience of, of making the sale. Yet you and I know right now in late November, here we are with a lot of dealers who do not have new cars in stock. They're not on the lot anymore. Okay, the lots are bare. And the used car or pre-owned vehicle pricing has become so volatile. So I would imagine this is probably a great time to embark on this journey of an entire experience with the dealership on behalf of the customer. It's the very thing that endorses what a dealer wants and separates the brick and mortar dealer from the 100% online retailer, which for now, they're just selling cars. Uh, That's all they're doing. And afterwards, that's the end of the transaction. Well, the same thing for the brick and mortar dealer, even when they acquire a customer digitally and that experience abruptly ends before before the sale, what does that tell the brick and mortar dealer's customer? It tells them that the transaction and therefore the relationship is over. And again, statistically, this isn't just to promote what we do, but statistically, most customers that do buy don't come back. And that's a problem for our industry, especially for the brick and mortar dealer that can uniquely service that customer better than anybody throughout their ownership journey. That should be a part of one mission. And it's a critical part, a cornerstone of what we represent Uh, We're very proud in the industry to have the ability not only to create a solution, but have a solution that creates results. Um, We've had been blessed to have the Dealer's Choice Award recipient for customer retention, uh, which I'm very proud of. As I mentioned to you previously, I didn't even know we were eligible for it, but I was pleasantly surprised and humbled when we received it. Um, it's certainly at the end of the day, all of these contributions throughout the, the fixed ops roundtable and, and beyond, they have to lead to an intended result. Um, and I believe we're all on the same mission, which is to strengthen the dealer customer relationship, in my mm-hmm. opinion, before and after the sale. That leads to more revenue, more meaningful customer retention and a better experience for everybody, including the dealer and the customer throughout that ownership uh, experience together. Congratulations on that Dealer Choice Award, Steve. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Steve, why do you think there's so much emphasis today on digital transformation in our industry uh, and being focused on that first or that customer acquisition? And where does your platform or your your company, dealer uh, experience, your dealer experience fit in? You know, for the way that I feel about this, one is if you think about the very name of the industry, the auto retailing industry, there's a lot of focus on selling something, Um, you know, whether that's before or after the sale. But I do think that although acquisition, obviously anybody watching this would say, you know, of course that we need to focus on that. We need to acquire as many customers as we can. But the, the opportunity and the revenue that exists after the point of sale by retaining that customer uh, to the service drive. And I, you know, I look at critical work centers for a dealer. You know, how important is F&I revenue to a dealer? Most dealers would say critical or the service drives revenue to a dealer. Well, should these be you know, left to you know, take a look at F&I? F&I's revenue right now 
is obtained in the minute constraints, funding and time constraints of the F&I menu presentation alone? Is, is that where it should only exist? Or should a customer have organic access to those F&I contracts that they did buy and by extension have uh, intuitive access to all the products they didn't buy after the point of sale? And the same thing about the mission beyond selling a car. You know, I often tell a dealer or ask a question, uh, how do you communicate with your customer after the point of sale? Now, shockingly, most of the time I see uh, embarrassment and a pause, like oh, we're not very good at that. Um, and or if they do, they're using things like phone solicitation and junk mail, whether that's email or, or postal or random text messages in order to stay connected. And the thing that I'm certain of, Ted, is that we all know that, you know, the business is built on relationships. You know, that, that's an old saying, but it's very true. But good longstanding relationships are also built on good communication in a way in which people receive. And if we're not looking through the lens of the consumer on how they like to engage today and in 2022 and beyond, then we're missing a profound opportunity to, and I use this word selectively, earn them as a customer beyond just selling them a car. So where do we fit in? Again, as I mentioned before, you know, there's a lot of things out there like digital retailing or a single person that leads the customer throughout the car buying experience at the dealership. And I think those are important to simplify and to make this a frictionless experience. But then what we do is where the proverbial digital baton is dropped at the point of sale. We help the dealer pick that up and carry that throughout the customer's ownership experience. And that includes all the touch points um, that exist while the customer owns their car. It includes being able to capture more F&I revenue and includes maintaining that relationship. So when it's time to buy the next car, uh, the loyalty prevails because of the experience that the dealer delivered. Going back, Steve, to what you said a little bit earlier, you're right. Once the customer leaves the F&I office, and if they have not made a purchase of certain products, that's the end of the conversation in 99.9% .9 of the dealerships across the country today. There's yep. really no attempt to re-engage with that customer on the multiple opportunities that we've presently got and the ones that your company is also developing for dealers as well. Uh, talk to us briefly, what are some of the features of your dealer experience and the platform that you've developed? Yes, we have uh, many things in our innovation stack, but the, the, the magic of that is obviously having a single engagement point between the dealer and the customer. So some of the things that we have is like digital F&I claims management. So when you look at the F&I menu that a dealer presents to a customer, they're using technology right now to unify that presentation. But Ted, as you know, what fuels that F&I environment is products from multiple administrators, 100% of the time across the industry. And those administrators overwhelmingly use things like a 1-800 number with a phone queue and call hold wait times and manual claim processing in order to engage service with the customer or the dealer. Or they're using a fill in all the blanks online claim form where the dealer or the customer has to prove their customer in order to continue with the process of the product that they already bought. Or even an app on the phone that only works with one administrator is part of the disconnected from reality problem. So digital claims engagement, both for the customer and for the service advisor, 
overcomes a dramatic connection problem that's uh, traditionally a time suck and really a bad experience for both the customer and the dealer. So if you think about what that solves, digital engagement, what we're able to do is put all the customers purchased agreements on one view on their smartphone, on a dealer branded app, so the customer can see all the products they purchased hmm. and by extension, buy products that they didn't buy personalized to them. But the very fundamental of delivering service from these very valuable F&I products is something that, you know, customers don't read their service contract or warranty, but they'll intuitively go back to their selling dealership where it says service over the door when they need some kind of service from these valuable F&I products. And when they're confronted with a, you know, a very enthusiastic service advisor, it says, how can I help you? The customer says, hey, I bought my vehicle here. I bought some protection products. I need service support. And today, that service advisor has to say, what products did you buy from us? That's a shame. Um, or ask questions like, hey, do you have a, happen to have a copy of your contract with you? Or do you know your agreement number or who it's through? And the answer is no. And the entire time, the customer is thinking, wait a minute, I bought this stuff from you. Don't you know? Yeah. And service advisors today have to sit customers down in their world-class waiting rooms and give them coffee and donuts while they figure out what they sold that customer. That shouldn't be that way. And with our application for the service advisor, we make the experience great for them too, is all they have to do is say, what's your last name? Scan the VIN barcode on the car. We hit multiple APIs depending on the third-party administrators that support that dealer to validate, does this customer exist? Do they have active coverage? What is it? And provide the environment so that they can go. But then also, as I mentioned, Ted, that, because we can organically show a customer or a service advisor on behalf of a customer, here's everything you did buy, even through multiple administrators, then we can very powerfully, for the very first time in our industry, personalize and show the customer everything they didn't buy so that they can engage those products where they're otherwise abandoned. You know, if you look at an F&I menu in most dealers, this is a variable, but you know, how many products does a dealer have on that menu? The answer is five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, or more. Mm -hmm. And the industry's average for a customer buying one of those products or any of those products is less than one pro or less than two products per transaction. I think it's 1.6. So what happens to those other products after the point of sale? You mentioned it. They're gone forever after that menu presentation. But is that where in an F&I menu presentation, which I'm not suggesting that we abandon, we still want to do that. Mm -hmm. But is that should that be the limitation of the F&I uh, revenue or should it continue throughout the ownership journey, both for the service advisor mm -hmm. and customer organically on their smartphone? And then a couple other things I'll mention. We have part of our innovation stack is dealer messaging. How does a dealer communicate with their customer after the point of sale? Right now, it's phone solicitations and junk mail and random text messages. In our platform, it's push notification and stylized messaging. So that message is received in a way that doesn't feel like it's fraud or like it's an annoyance to the customer, which is the way customers have been conditioned yeah. that the aforementioned types of communication are. And again, Ted, I always ask rhetorically, when you get a phone solicitation, what do you do? Or when you get a <laughs> random text message or email, do you start clicking on the links or do you delete? It's <laughs> not if we connect, but how we connect that makes that, that relationship or not. And so that's a missing thing. And then rewards is another thing that's built into our platform. 
okay. which is very powerful. And I love rewards and customers understand the transaction with rewards, which is the more business I do with you, the more points I get. The more points I get, the more incentive I have to do business with you. So we have that built in there too that incentivizes a customer for their loyalty. Do we know if a customer bought a car from the dealership in our platform? Yes, let's give them points for that. Or did they purchase service contracts and warranties during or after the sale? Yes, let's give them points for that. Or their first service visit or subsequent service visits. Or how about a dealer community event where the dealer is sponsoring something where they want their, their customers to be a part of that, not only know, but to engage in that event so it really becomes meaningful. They can get points for that too. Um, and again, the magic here is not that we do any one of these better than everybody, in my opinion's biased, but Ted, we do do these better. Digital engagement for claims and selling service contracts and warranties after the point of sale and you know push notification dealer messaging and a rewards program, but it's that we do that in such a way that it's easy for the customer and dealer to engage. Finally, Steve, I think the word is intuitive because you've made this now intuitive where uh, prior to that, um, you know, the dealer is attempting to engage the customer on multiple platforms um, after the vehicle sale. And like you just said, it becomes an annoyance. It becomes a delete. Um, finally, Steve, is that what has made your dealer experience so successful to this point? Yeah. You know, I, if we ask ourselves, Ted, how many digital platforms or any platforms will a customer successfully engage after the point of sale with their dealer? The answer is, if we're being honest with ourselves, no more than one. Uh, it's foolhardy to think that a customer is going to engage five platforms, you know, one platform for messaging, one platform for rewards, and several platforms for digital F&I engagement by each individual administrator. Or even the concept of, you know, there's some platforms out there that are designed to help sell service contracts and warranties after the point of sale, but they primarily leverage phone solicitation and junk mail. Um, is that the way we want to communicate with our customer? Does anybody believe that that's a way that's going to resonate in such a way where they're going to make a financial vote? And we really focus very hard. This is dealer branded. It's propelled by leaders in our industry that understand that, yes, there are things that work in our dealers, but when overwhelmingly customers don't like the car buying process and overwhelmingly the customers that do buy don't come back, we have a little bit of work to do. And that's what your dealer experience is there to do is to democratize dealer customer engagement, simplify the interaction that leads to the desired result. Let's increase revenue. Let's increase more meaningful customer retention and let's create a better experience. And the great thing is, Ted, all three of those have direct linkage, linkage with one another. Steve Apicella at Strategic DX, your dealer experience has taken everything and put it on one platform and it is taking the industry by fire and it is intuitive. And I tell you, it's the future. So Steve, if our audience wants to reach out to you, I see an email address scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Is that the best way to do that? That's a great way to do it. And part of the email address is strategic-dx.com. That's our website. There's a contact form there as well. So either way works, you bet. And that's a beautiful website. I've checked it out. So thank you, everyone, if you would, check out Strategic DX. Steve Apicello, the CEO, here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thanks, Ted. 
Thanks for joining us on the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. Sponsored by BG Products. Help your customers be good for life with the Lifetime BG Protection Plan. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or any of our Fixed Ops Roundtable events, or if you'd like sponsorship information, reach out to Ted Ings at area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016.